Hello, hello, how you doing? Um, I'm back. I'm back from the rock boat this year. Man, the rock boat was really fun. If any of you, uh, <clears throat> a few listeners were out there and got to experience that, that was pretty special. Um, I'm going to make this kind of a short and sweet one just because I'm getting back into the swing of things. Got to upload all the, all the stuff that I did over the last couple of weeks. Got a lot of pictures, got a lot of, uh, well, I actually didn't record as many podcasts as I really originally wanted to. It's kind of crazy how it all worked. Like I had all these lofty goals in my mind. Like I'm going to walk around. I'm going to get all these podcasts. I'm going to I'm going to talk to everybody on the boat. When you get on there, uh, I, I'm sure it's like that for people that are going on as like, you know, um, non musicians non musicians that go on. It's kind of, uh, it's like every day is just packed with crazy stuff and you get roped into doing one thing and then you're going to go see another band. And, um, that's kind of how it was for me. I had every intention to go and talk to people and I set up times for people and then, and then they got roped into some, you know, sit in with someone else. And then I got, I had to go sit in with the alternate roots or something. So it was just kind of, um, it was just kind of crazy how it all worked out, but I got a lot of contact information and going to try to get some of those things happening um, at some point. Um, talk to Amy Gerhardt's about uh, about being on the show, and we're going to try to going to try to get together and do that. I've been talking about it, um, and a bunch of a bunch of other people on the show. I know that's just somebody that had been requested. I remember I was like literally going to my room and, and Amy was coming down the hallway. I was going the other way and I had, I was literally in the middle of, you know, about to go on stage or sit with somebody. I'm like, Amy, you're going to kill me, but I can't do it right now because I am, I'm literally have to run back and go on stage right now. And then she was like, well, I'm kind of relieved because now I have to like get ready into <laughs> this outfit for the, for the movie night. And they were doing Wayne's World, uh, one of the Wayne's World songs, and it was it was just kind of crazy. Everything was just got to go here, got to go there, got to go here, got to go there. And then you wanted to get off the boat to go to Belize and kind of experience the thing. Being stuck in the room for an hour talking to me is probably not the most ideal situation for everybody. But um, there's a bunch of people here that sent in some questions. Let's see here. <clears throat> oh, Jennifer Godman. Uh, Jesse, I've got a question for you and any of your upcoming guests. Oh, well, I probably should. <laughs> oh, the crazy thing about the rock boat is that, um, so this was sent the day, the day we left for the rock boat. So I probably didn't have, um, probably didn't have any service because you can't use your phone or anything. So it's kind of crazy. Um, but so here you go. Recently, you've been a part of a fair few onstage collaborations. Yes, absolutely love doing that kind of thing because it gives you a chance to, one, just learn new songs, uh, kind of stretch out your brain a little bit, and um, and you get you get to go on and... and 
you're on stage and get to interact with different people than you're used to interacting with. And it kind of creates this new spark and new energy, which is, which is great. The next thing is how do you decide who or who decides what songs songs to play? I'm guessing that's in the collaboration. So it's basically just easy songs that not easy songs, but easy moments in the set where it would be great to have someone up. Or if we had a song that had a particular instrument on it, someone else can come up and um, kind of play that part or, or do their own thing. Really the sky's the limit. Um, so, you know, say it, like we, we were having people up for uh, let your troubles roll by a bunch of times. So Scott Terry would sing one of the, one of the verses. And then we had a bunch of guitar players. So Eric Hall, Eric Donnelly and Carter would play guitar, uh, kind of go around and trade, trade guitar solos and stuff. And that's a great opportunity for the end of, uh, for the end of a set. So how do you logistics? How do the, I can't talk, man. This is why it's going to be short. How do the logistics get worked out? Who plays what part, et cetera? Does it get mapped out during sound check? You'll just get up there and jam and hope for the best. Um, things will get mapped out if it's a song that we're like not really used to collaborating with, collaborating on. So Block of Wood, we do up on the one mic. And um, we had Dean from Red Wanting Blue. We had uh, Scott Terry singing. We had, we had, I think, Eric Donnelly playing guitar. And I think a couple of the other guys were playing guitar, maybe Greg and Mark, but that's not a song that we normally collaborate on or have people up on. So we kind of worked it out a little bit and, um, you know, Dean and I, or Dean came up with a cool shaker part that, that added a lot and was really cool. So that was fun. That's kind of a, a situation where you don't just say, Hey, come on up and just wail away on this one, you know? It's, uh, it takes a little bit more of finesse and knowing, just knowing what to do. Uh, fantasy jam, super, super group who would, um, you love to collaborate with on stage. Um, I don't know. There's, I, I mean, I'm a huge John Mayer fan. I would love to play, play with John Mayer. That'd be great. Um, would also love to play drums in the Blues Brothers band. That would be really fun. Um, there are so many. There are just so many artists and bands that are so great. At one point when I was in high school or even after that, I would want to play with the band 311 or Incubus or all kinds of stuff like that. So the sky is kind of the limit on that, but um, there are so many. Those are great questions. Thank you. Thank you, Jen. Let's see what else we got here. All right. Sangeeta. Sangeeta's got a question. Sangeeta was on the rock boat and got to witness the basketball throwdown with the alternate roots in Carbon Leaf, which happened while we were in Honduras. Nobody got off the boat because we all got off the boat in Belize. And it was an early morning um, dock in, in, uh, in Honduras. So you had to get back on. So we just kind of didn't bother. Um, a lot of people did, but we didn't. Um, so we went up there around one 30 shot some hoops. It was really fun. It was 
man, unfortunately, it was on the same day. It turned out to be the same day that Kobe Bryant had uh, passed away, which was really, really sad. And um, it kind of turned into a little bit of a, uh, you know, honorary Kobe basketball game. But, I mean, it, it was uh, – we had a ton of fun and – I really realized how out of shape I was. You can tell by some of the pictures that are on Facebook. It was just like my belly hanging out. It's terrible. Just so sweaty. I was constantly pouring water over my head just to try to stay cool. It was really hot down there too. I had to like kind of take myself out of the game at the end because I thought I was going to pass out. But um, yeah, it was really, uh, it was really... I mean, I suck at basketball. I'm terrible at it. A lot of that was just stirring up some crap just to get people excited about the game. But we had no way of like telling anyone on the boat when we were going to play. It was actually kind of a mystery, and it was hard to even collaborate or, or like tell anyone that we we're even going to be on the court at a certain time. So that kind of happened um, like by mistake, but. I'm glad that it happened and we kind of spread the word within our groups, but Sangeeta came by and took some photos and you can check those out on Facebook and stuff. She says, first time rock boater, long time listener. That's good. Uh, she had a ball. You and the band sounded amazing. Look genuinely happily, uh, genuinely happy to be there in spite of turning all the way down. I mean, that was like, that was a short tour. That was a little baby tour. So it was great. I mean, just to be on the road with Red Warning Blue and the Alternate Roots, I really hope we get to do it again. We're constantly talking about it. Constantly thinking of ways that we could come up and play each other's songs and stuff. Um, I wish we had longer to figure it out and we could do kind of like a, you know, just like a big show where we each play each other's songs and it's like one big happy band up on stage the whole time or maybe like for a couple songs and then one band plays another another band plays another song and then we both come up for you know that's kind of what we wanted to do but it's hard to put those things together um, but I would like the opportunity to put something like that together in the future and I know John's always talking about it too questions who who were the bands that you really wanted to see or folks you wanted to meet? And did you meet them? Um, you know, I didn't really know. I didn't really know any of the bands on the boat. I got to see Emily Wolf, who was awesome. Um, just like super rock and guitar player and singer played like really old school, like old school rock stuff. Um, she was a blast to watch. Um, let me think, man. I don't know. The super jams were fun with Brian Facchino. Those were great. Um, man, it's hard to think because you get roped into so much of your own stuff. Like I feel like I saw Red Wanting Blue like six times. <laughs> I saw Alternate Roots. I saw. I went and hung out and saw my friends play. Um, that was great. And then when I was walking around, if you caught a couple songs of somebody else, then, then that was also great. You know, that was really fun too. But anytime I went up into like the Spinnaker lounge, the sound, it was just so loud and, and kind of like abrasive, like any kind of guitar or what, I don't know. It, it just was kind of, um, that kind of thing was a little bit difficult. So I would try my best to bring my earplugs, 
but I also, you know, just liked hanging out in the the artist lounge and and having some food and and just talking to some people. But I I wouldn't say I wouldn't say there was anyone that I was like really like really really excited to see that was new. I was just excited to be there and be a part of the whole thing and just go around and and try to meet as many people as I could. Um, with things like this, with the younger bands, there is kind of like a little bit of a competitive nature. Like, you know, I would go and talk to people and then some people would kind of not talk to you unless they thought you were someone important. Um, but I didn't really care about any of that. Uh, it was just kind of, you know, I was happy to be there with my friends, Dean and I from red warning blue hung out a lot, hung out with Kurt Leon from, from, uh, alternate roots, a bunch which was great because that was actually the first time I met him on this boat. And we tried to find some time to get get um, the podcast going, but he's in Connecticut. So I think we're going to make that happen sooner or later. But <clears throat> that's a very long-winded answer to that question. The Ghostbusters skit. Whose brainchild? Collaborative. Tell us more. Well, it was my idea to do the Ghostbusters song. Originally, John wanted to do the Cantina Band tune, which we did, but I think he wanted to do something else, another Star Wars thing, and just have it be a Star Wars thing. Um, and then I think maybe some band had already played one or already picked a song that that we wanted to pick. So I can't remember exactly how all of that went, but I, I, I suggested Ghostbusters um, Barry wanted to do a blues brothers thing. We were going to get our, a lighting guy or someone else to play drums. And then, um, I was going to be Jake and he was going to be Elwood and we we're going to do a whole thing. Um, but that didn't happen. Maybe next year if we get asked back, but yeah, Ghostbusters skit was awesome. I mean, Barry came up with all of that stuff, like him being, uh, Bill Murray from like Caddyshack and a bunch of different movies and putting it all into one character. And he bought the fuck the whole, you know, the jumpsuit, the proton pack, everything it was like a $500 thing that he bought. He bought the state puff marshmallow man costume, which was Doug, our, our front house and TM. So Doug went up there and dumped all the it was shaving cream that was in there. So dumped all the shaving cream all over him, which made it look like marshmallow. It was, it was absolutely ridiculous. I've actually watched it like four times since I got home. It was pretty epic. We didn't really know. We were very scared for what Barry had planned because Barry has these big extravagant plans and we, sometimes they're scary and we don't know if they're going to work out, but this one worked out really well and it was really awesome. I feel like we won the movie night, the epic movie night. Uh, I don't know if they had a, a winner, but if there was one, I think we kind of stole it. So saying, yeah, next one happened upon your basketball game. Thank you for actually, that's pretty amazing that you had your camera and you, you found us playing. I could see in your face that you were mad that we didn't tell you, but, <laughs> but we couldn't tell anybody. There was no way to communicate on the boat. Um, think you'll do more fun on music stuff like that maybe consider as a pledge music event i would love to do stuff like that the problem is the thing that i'm always worried about with 
playing games and, and stuff like that. Basketball is like, it can be, it can get like very physical, especially with those guys. Like Eric is very competitive. Tim is very competitive. Barry's competitive. I'm competitive, but I know that I'm bad at that game. So, you know, I'm not really going to go all out and hurt myself just for it, but you can get hurt. And Dean got hurt last year, uh, hurt his like foot or something and like could barely play drums. So we just got to make sure that it's something like relatively safe and relatively not, I mean, you don't, you don't want it to be too contact based, but you know, I don't know. Like if it's like flag football or, or home run derby or, or wiffle ball or something, I think those things are great. Um, so I'd be, I'd be very down with doing something like that for, uh, Stephen Kellogg's family barbecue. I would always pitch, um, home run derby with the wiffle ball. Uh, so I think that would be really fun to do. Um, but yeah, I guess the answer is yeah. Anything you regret or feel that you missed out on? I, I mean, I talked with Will Hogue a bunch about trying to do the podcast. It was just, I I just really regret not getting more interviews, but I just don't see how I would have been able to do it. Everybody was so busy all the time. It was impossible, like at all times of day and all times of night. It was absolutely ridiculous. I mean, that was, that was, I've only been on two rock boats. I went on a sail across the sun cruise. So I guess three total on that boat, but this was by far the best one by far. There was none of that like competitive, like everybody was very collaborative and cool and nice and, um, wasn't drinking on the boat. So I had no problem waking up in the morning. It was just so much fun. It was so much fun. I was using those patches behind my ears for motion sickness, which have really crazy side effects. Like you'll notice in the upcoming podcasts that I'm doing, um, that my voice is like really dry. I'm like really trying hard to, uh, to not like cough and stuff on, on the thing, but ultimately worked out just fine. Best thing you ate or drank. Well, I didn't really eat anything too great on the boat. (laughs) I mean, the food was not ideal. We went to the, we did a big band dinner at the hibachi place, which was probably the best thing. Best thing we drank. I don't know. Probably the secret good coffee machine because there is one and I'm not telling you where it is. Most in question, most important, uh, most important question I forgot to ask those carbon leaf videos on the rock boat on the T I think you're talking about the TV because there's a channel on the TV where you can watch uh, videos produced by the bands. And we had a couple of them that went up. So they were fantastic. They're so beautifully shot and produced. When do we get to see them in real life? I don't know the answer to that question. I'm hoping that um, we can just release those those ones that are up. And, um, you know, I don't really know. I don't really know the answer to that question. I actually didn't even know that we had submitted those. So I saw them for the first time on that, um, on that TV, uh, uh, on the TV feed as well. So it was a surprise to me and I thought they came out pretty good too. Let's see. Liz says, nice seeing you on the boat. I know that the meet and greet wasn't probably where you wanted to be. 
Um, I wasn't planning on myself, but I got a ticket. Uh, it's so funny how people think that I absolutely despise meet and greets. I love, I kind of love it that people know that. Um, but no, they're great. And I love it when they're, they're kind of like planned out and there's a time limit on it and stuff. So I knew that we were going to get out of there at a reasonable time, which is pretty cool. Um, I mean, the rock boat is just one big meet and greet. Really? You know, you're just walking around, you constantly get stopped and people say how much they love your show. And it's just, you just feel good the whole time. It's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty special and, um, you know, super happy to be a part of it. Um, I think that's about it. Yeah. I think that is about it for this week. So thanks for the questions and everything. Um, appreciate you all for participating in the, in the Patreon account. If you want to check that out, it's patreon.com slash after the gig. Um, please email in your questions and, and anything really. I, I have a, peop, uh, a few people that sent in some pictures from the boat and some videos, um, which is, which is really, really cool. Share those things. I'll always love to see it and everything. Um, oh, what's this? Yeah. You can email in to after the gig pod at gmail.com. You can, uh, yeah, I think that's, that's really all I got. That's all I got here, guys. Check out my website for carbon leaf dates. I just updated that. So it's jessehumphrey.com. I'll be posting some stuff up on Instagram and all that good stuff lately. I have a lot of really great episodes coming up. One with Steve Aiello, who plays, uh, who plays, plays keys and bass and guitar for 30 seconds to Mars. Um, Gavin Castleton, one of my favorite artists of all time. Got Don Miggs, uh, Dean from Red Warning Blue, our, our booking agent from Madison House, Jordan Berger, I sat down and talked with for a while, which was really great. So there's a lot of, lot of really great stuff coming up that I'm really, really excited about. I hope you'll stay tuned excited about the year ahead for my baby boy that's coming along in a couple months. Don't know how that's going to affect this. There's probably just going to be a baby crying in the background for a lot of these episodes, but I appreciate, uh, those of you that have changed your, your Patreon, um, numbers to, to kind of, uh, as, as a little bit of a, as a little bit of a baby shower gift to us. And we really appreciate that, uh, very, very much. So, I'm going to leave you with some music now. Um, I know this was a short one this week, but we're just getting back into the swing of things. I'm going to have some great episodes for you coming up in the weeks to come. So that is it for me. Uh, Happy February. And I love you all. And I hope to see you all and hear from you very soon. Peace. I took too many pills again. I took too many pills again. Blacked out for a week, didn't eat, didn't sleep, came to hit it all again She's probably gonna be pissed, she's probably gonna be pissed Throw my shit in the yard to keep my car if I show up to her house like this Oh, it was a dark December Not even angels came around
come too far to turn back now. Come too far to turn back now. I feel like I'm gonna fall down. I feel like I'm gonna fall down. That I was born and raised in an earthquake state, so I'm better on shaky ground. What the hell am I gonna do now? The hell am I gonna do now? Got a half lit smoke, good God, I'm broke But I gotta make it back to Germantown Whoa, it was a dark December Not even angels came around And I was too stoned Far to turn 